ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so today then we begin in the chapter of fasting Kitabu Sayyam from the same book that we've been doing before, Al Mulakhas Al Fiqhi of Sheikh Al Fawzan, Hafidahullah Ta'ala. And these next four weeks, four or five weeks going into Ramadan, this is the chapter that we will study, the chapter about fasting, so that everybody knows the rulings properly when doing the fasting this year insha'Allah. Firstly then, the Shaykh says, سَوْمُ شَهْرِ رَمَضَانِ رُكْنٌ مِنْ أَرْكَانِ الْإِسْلَامِ وَفَرْضٌ مِنْ فُرُوضِ اللَّهِ مَعْلُومٌ مِنَ الدِّينِ بِالضُّرُورَةِ Fasting the month of Ramadan is a pillar from the pillars of Islam and an obligation from the obligations of Allah upon you. And it is something known in the religion by necessity. وَيَدُلُّ عَلَيْهِ الْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ وَالْإِجْمَاعِ The evidence upon the obligation of fasting the month of Ramadan is in the Qur'an in the Sunnah and by the consensus of the scholars. So in the Quran, the evidence for it, Ya ayyuha alladheena amanu, kutiba alaykum usayam, kama kutiba ala alladheena min qablikum. That O oh, you who believe, Ya ayyuha alladheena amanu, kutiba alaykum usayam, Fasting has been prescribed upon you. Fasting has been legislated upon you. Kama kutiba ala alladheena min qabalikum. Just like it was prescribed upon those who came before you. Fasting has been made obligatory upon you. Just as it was made obligatory upon those who came before you. So this shows us that fasting is something that was done by people even before Muhammad Even before the Prophet Muhammad in the previous nations they used to fast. Because it says here, كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصَّيَامِ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ Fasting is prescribed upon you just as it was prescribed upon those who came before you. Also in the ayat which follow, فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَصُمْ Whomsoever then sees that month, month of Ramadan comes in, then fast. That is the evidence from the Qur'an. 
for the obligation of fasting in the month of Ramadan. As for the Sunnah, then you have the Hadith where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, Buni al-Islamu ala khams. Islam is built upon five things. Islam is built upon five pillars. وَذَكَرَ مِنْهَا سَوْمَ رَمَضَانِ From those five pillars that Islam is built on, one of them is fasting in the month of Ramadan. The shahada, the salah, the prayer, the zakah, the sawm, and the hajj. So the fasting is one of those five pillars. وَأَجْمَعَ الْمُسْلِمُونَ عَلَىٰ وُجُوبِ سَوْمِهِ وَأَنَّ مَنْ أَنْكَرَهُ And the Muslims have a consensus upon the obligation of fasting and that the one who rejects it has disbelieved. The one who rejects the obligation of fasting has disbelieved. So that is the proof from the Qur'an, from the Sunnah, and from the consensus of the Muslims upon the obligation, the order, the command to have to fast in the month of Ramadan. وَالْحِكْمَةِ فِي شَرْعِيَّةِ الصَّيَامِ أَنَّ فِيهِ تَزْكِيَةً لِلنَّفْسِ وَتَطْهِيرًا وَتَنْقِيَةً لَهَا مِنَ الْأَخْلَاطِ الرَّدِيئَةِ وَالْأَخْلَاطِ الرَّذِيلَةِ The wisdom behind fasting. One of the wisdoms behind fasting is that it purifies your soul. It cleanses you and purifies you from the bad affairs and the degrading affairs and the bad mannerisms and the evil affairs. Fasting purifies you and cleanses you from all of those degrading and bad and evil affairs. لِأَنَّهُ يَضِيقُ مَجَارِ الشَّيْطَانِ فِي بَدَنِ الْإِنسَانِ Because when a person fasts, then your veins, your arteries, where the blood is flowing through, become tightened. And they are where the shaitan flows through. So if they become tightened due to a lack of food and drink, then it makes it difficult for the shaitan to flow through you. لِأَنَّ الشَّيْطَانِ يَجْرِي مِنْ إِبْنِ آدَمَ مَجْرَ الدَّمِ Because the shaitan flows through you. The flowing of the blood, the manner in which the blood flows through you, the veins and the arteries, etc. So when they become tightened due to a lack of food and drink, then it becomes tightened and difficult for the shaitan to flow through you. فَإِذَا أَكَلَ وَشَرِبَ 
انبسطت نفسه للشهوات وضعفت إرادتها وقلت رغبتها في العبادات والصوم على العكس من ذلك And when a person then eventually eats and drinks or whenever a person is fully eating and drinking then that is when the desire within yourself is stronger when you are full with food and drink then the desire in your body is stronger and your resoluteness your resoluteness to stay away from the bad is weakened ضعفت إرادتها and also your desire to worship becomes weaker your desire to worship reduces when you're full with eating and drinking and filling your stomach with that your desire to worship reduces but fasting is the opposite to all of that fasting is the opposite your desire is reduced your desires are reduced and your resoluteness is strengthened to stay away from evil and your desire to worship increases that's what occurs when you fast but when you don't the opposite of all of that occurs wa fi as-sawm tazhidun fi dunya wa shahawatiha وَتَرْغِيبٌ فِي الْآخِرَةِ When you're fasting, then the worldly affairs are reduced in your mindset. And the hereafter is what it focuses on. Your desire for the worldly affairs reduces. But your desire for the hereafter, that is what increases. وَفِيهِ بَاعِثِ على العطف على المساكين واحساس بالامهم secondly from the wisdoms in fasting secondly it gives you empathy with those who are poor poor in poverty and in need meaning you feel what they feel you experience what they experience and so you have that emotional connection to what they are upon you have the empathy for them and this is from the wisdoms of fasting you feel their pain you feel the hunger that they feel on a regular basis and that is something which brings good to you that you experience and feel this because that gives you a recognition of the great number of blessings Allah has given you you are only experiencing this hunger in this worship of fasting whereas in some places and some people they are experiencing that hunger all of the time daily and so this is something that benefits you to realize that and recognize that لِمَا يَذُوقُهُ الصَّائِمُ مِنْ أَلَمِ الْجُوعِ وَالْعَطَشِ لِأَنَّ الصَّوْمَ فِي الشَّرْعِ هُوَ الْإِمْسَاكِ بِنِيَّةِ 
عن أشياء مخصوصة من أكل وشرب وجماع وغير ذلك مما ورد به الشرع Fasting, the definition of fasting, the definition of fasting in the Sharia legislatively, it is to withhold from various specific things with an intention. To withhold from various affairs with an intention. For example, to withhold from eating and from drinking and from intercourse and other than that. So these are some of the wisdoms behind fasting. The wisdom of reducing the ability of the shaitan, increasing your ability in worship, reducing your desires, having empathy for those in poverty and realizing their state and therefore realizing the blessings of Allah upon you. All of these types of affairs are from the wisdoms behind fasting. Similarly, patience. Your soul, your body, it is taught to be patient. You learn sabr when you're fasting. So these are all from the wisdoms of fasting. Now some of the rules about fasting. When do you have to start fasting in the morning? When do you have to start fasting in the morning? The kids tell us what's the answer. At suhoor time before Fajr? That is correct. But when is suhoor time before Fajr? When do you have to start fasting in the morning? When it's Fajr half four? Anybody else? Before the starting of Fajr? After Fajr? Before the Adhan? Anybody else? 6.45? 6.45 Salat al-Dhuhri, Sheikh. So, the fasting, you have to start يَبْتَدِئُ وُجُوبَ السَّوْمَ الْيَوْمِ بِطُلُوعِ الْفَجَرِ الثَّانِي You remember when we talked about the times of the prayers? When does the Fajr prayer start? When it's dark at night, what happens first? Uh -huh, what's the other one? Before the Sadiq, the first one is... When does the light come out first? How does it come out? Straight up. Vertical. And then after a while, what happens to that light? It disappears. That one is the false Fajr. Then the true Fajr is when the light comes out again, but this time, horizontally, when that starts, your fast has begun. 
you cannot eat after that now. Now Fajr time has started. يَبْتَدِئُ وُجُوبِ السَّوْمِ الْيَوْمِ بِطُلُوعِ الْفَجْرِ الثَّانِي وَهُوَ الْبَيَاضِ الْمُعْتَرَضِ فِي الْأُفْقِ The horizontal light which appears in the sky. At first, the vertical light appears. That is not the beginning of fasting. Carry on eating and drinking. That one goes. When it comes out horizontally, you see the light horizontally appearing. Now that is the time of Fajr. And that is when you must now stop eating and drinking. And when does it finish? After Maghrib. Anybody else? When does it finish? When do you finish your fast? You don't know? That means you're going to carry on, carry on, carry on, carry on. You don't want to stop it. Huh? Sunset. When the Adhan is heard? After the Adhan of Maghrib? Sunset? When it goes a bit dark? Mm-hmm. So you have to carry on fasting yantahi bi shams at sunset, which is Maghrib time. So when the Adhan for Maghrib happens, if it happens at the right time, at sunset, that is when you can now you can now do what? You can break your fast, you can eat, you can drink. Now is the time to eat and drink. It is allowed to open your fast. This is uh, mentioned in the Quran where it mentions وَكُلُوا وَشْرَبُوا حَتَّى يَتَبَيَّنَ لَكُمُ الْخَيْطُ الْأَبْيَضُ مِنَ الْخَيْطِ الْأَسْوَدِ مِنَ الْفَجْرِ Eat and drink until the white line appears from the black line. What does it mean the white line and the black line appears in the morning? Which white line? What's that? The sunlight. When that light comes out across the horizon, that is the white line appearing now. The rest of it is like the darkness, the black line. When that whiteness appears across the horizon, that is the time of Fajr now, so you must stop eating and drinking. And then you have to carry on until the night. And when does the night begin? At Maghrib, sunset. So that is the time from where to where you have to do the fast. When does that's when the fast starts and finishes every day? When does the month of Ramadan start? After Shawwal? The month of Ramadan begins after the last day of Shawwal. Mm-hmm. The sighting of the moon? The moon is there today. Go look outside. It's there. Huh? Okay. Sighting of the new moon. 
Where did you go? Did you go to get the answer and come back? Uh huh. Uh, when the moon is so thin. When the moon is so thin? Like a banana? Okay. There are three ways to find out when Ramadan begins. Three ways. يَبْدَأْ وُجُوبْ صَوْمِ شَهْرِ رَمَضَانِ إِذَا عُلِمَ دُخُولُهُ وَلِلْعِلْمِ بِدُخُولِهِ ثَلَاثَ طُرُقِ Three ways you can determine the month, three ways you can find out that the month of Ramadan has begun and you start fasting. Number one, الطريقة الأولى رُؤيت هلاله Which is what everybody said. If you see the new moon of the month of Ramadan, if you see the new moon of the month of Ramadan, that's it, you start fasting. That's in the Quran. فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَسُمْ Whomsoever sees that new moon, that's it, you start fasting. That is the month of fasting now. In the hadith, سُومُوا لِرُؤْيَتِهِ Start fasting when you see the new moon. So when the new moon occurs for the month of Ramadan, you start fasting. Secondly, What if none of you see the new moon? You go out at the end of this month. Which month are we in right now? Shaaban or Shawwal? Which is this month? The one before Ramadan. Shaaban and Shawwal is the month after. So imagine at the end of this month, after 29 days, you go out. And you look for the new moon in Bolton. The problem is, there are so many clouds, you can't even see the new moon anywhere. But, but, one person managed to see it. You didn't see it, so you can't start al Hilal. You didn't see it. The second way is, Ashahada. على الرؤية أو الإخبار عنها فيصام برؤية عدل مكلف ويكفي إخباره بذلك Imagine all of you guys go out and you can't see the new moon anywhere But the sheikh he went on top of some other place outside near Bolton where the clouds weren't there and he saw it so he comes back and tells everybody in the mosque, I saw it down there. I went all the way down there and I saw it over there. None of you saw it. But he says he saw it. Do you have to start fasting or not? What if it's too late? By the time you go back, it's too late. The moon is gone. Are you going to believe him or not? You're going to believe him? Thika. No. So you're not going to believe him because you didn't see it. 
Anybody else, do you believe him or not? If he's trustworthy, if he doesn't lie, okay. If somebody sees it, even if all of you don't, one person goes and sees it somewhere. He's a trustworthy person. Muslim has to be Muslim. A Muslim person somewhere goes and sees it, trustworthy Muslim, comes and tells you he's seen it. Even if all of you tried and none of you saw it, he's a trustworthy Muslim, you have to believe him and start fasting. That's in the sunnah too. Hadith of Ibn Umar. Tara al hilal Abdullah ibn Umar says, the people went out trying to look for the new moon. فَأَخْبَرْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم أَنِّي رَأَيْتُهُ Ibn Umar, he was the one who managed to spot it. The others didn't. Ibn Umar spotted it. So he came back and told the Prophet وسلم, that I spotted it, I saw it. And so, what did the Prophet وسلم, say? أَمَرَ النَّاسَ بِصِيَامِ فَصَامْ وَأَمَرَ النَّاسَ بِصِيَامِ the Prophet ﷺ, upon the testification of Ibn Umar, fasted then, started the month of Ramadan, started fasting, and told everybody else to start doing it as well. What if the person who comes and tells you is a woman? Are you going to believe a, a Muslim woman? Who comes and tells you that she saw the new moon? Probably yes. If she's trustworthy, yes. Two witnesses if it's a woman. Uh huh. So one is not enough. One woman comes, you're going to say we need two. Is there another woman who saw it as well? Anybody else? Aha, mashallah. You're going to ask her husband if she is trustworthy. <laughs> Very good answer. If you can't find the husband, the rule is you don't need to find a husband. If she is a trustworthy Muslim woman, one woman is enough. It doesn't need two witnesses for this one. Even one woman, she sees the moon, one Muslim woman, and she comes and she testifies, then you can take her testification. In the Sharia, that's allowed for the sighting of the new moon. That is the second way. What is the third way? First way is if you see it your, yourself. But if you don't see it yourself, second way is you trust somebody else who saw it and you do it. What if nobody saw it? Everybody, everybody went out and nobody saw it. Now what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You go to a different country? Mm-hmm. Start fasting the next day. Check if another country saw it. 
Ask the internet. Ask the internet again. Okay. So this month now, Sha'ban, on the 29th day, because Islamic months can either be 29 or 30. Are there 31? Not Islamic. In English, in the, the Christian calendar, 31. The solar calendar. But the lunar calendar, 29 or 30. So on the 29th day, you go out and you look for the new moon. Everybody searches. Nobody sees anything on the 29th of Sha'ban. What are you going to do next day? So on the 29th day, that's what you did. Everybody went out on the 29th day, checked for the new moon. Nobody saw anything. Next day, are you going to start fasting Ramadan or not? No? Why not? What if you couldn't see it because of the clouds? What if it was there? You couldn't see it because of the clouds? Mm -hmm. Huh? Fast or not? Make istikhara. Uh huh. On the 29th day, if you go out and you search and you do not see the new moon anywhere, nobody sees it anywhere, then the majority of the scholars they have mentioned the next day is not Ramadan. You consider the next day to be the 30th of Sha'ban. The next day is considered the 30th of Sha'ban. What if somebody says to you, but it was cloudy everywhere. What if the new moon was there? We just couldn't see it. Let's be careful. Let's be cautious and just start Ramadan the next day. Just to be safe. Just in case the moon was there behind the clouds and none of us could see it. Why not be careful and just start Ramadan next day? Which hadith? Mm -hmm. huh? Scholar has same eyes as you. If you can't see, you can't see. Scholars, their eyesight, uh, if the clouds are there, same thing. The issue is, there is a hadith. There are hadith. One narration says, Man sama. يوم الشك أو اليوم الذي يشك فيه فقد عصى أبا القاسم Somebody who fasts on the day of doubt يوم الشك is the 30th of Sha'ban That is the يوم الشك If on the 29th day you go out and you can't see any moon Now the next day is You don't know Maybe the moon was there, you missed it Maybe there was clouds, you missed it Maybe it was there So maybe next day is Ramadan But you don't know but if you don't know, you keep it as the 30th of Sha'ban. 
Don't start saying, but there was clouds everywhere, but the internet says the moon was there tonight. That's not the Islamic ruling. Everybody goes out, nobody sees anything. The next day is Sha'ban. You don't say, but the internet said it was there, we just couldn't see it because of the clouds. Nobody saw it, then it is not Ramadan. Next day is Sha'ban. Then on the 30th day, next day you go try again. And you look everywhere, still nobody can see it. Still you can't see anything. Now what are you going to do next day? What are you going to do on the next day? Still nobody could see it. Uh-huh. Count. Okay. Sha'ban or Ramadan? Okay. Can Sha'ban be 31 days? It can only be 29 or 30. So on the 30th day, if you go look for the moon and you can't see it, even if you can't see it, the next day has to be Ramadan. Because if it's not, that means Sha'ban is going to end up 31 days and that can't happen. So even if you don't see it the next day, you have to start fasting. That is the third way. At-tariqa al-thalitha, ikmal iddat shahri sha'ban talatina yawma. وَذَٰلِكَ حِينَمَا لَا يَرَى الْهِلَالِ لَا يُرَى الْهِلَالِ لَيْلَةَ الثَّلَاثِينَ مِنْ شَعْبَانِ مَعَ عَدَمْ وُجُودْ مَا يَمْنِعْ رُؤْيَا مِنْ غَيْمُ قَطَرْ أَوْ مَعَ وُجُودْ شَيْءٍ مِنْ ذَلِكَ لِقَوْلِهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم إِنَّمَا الشَّهْرِ تِسْعَ وَعِشْرُونَ يَوْمًا فَلَا تَسُومُوا حَتَّى تَرَوْا الْهِلَالِ وَلَا تُفْطِرُوا حَتَّى تَرَوْهُ فَإِنْ غُمَّ عَلَيْكُمْ فَاقْدِرُوا a month is only ever going to be 29 or 30 days. So if you see the moon, then fast. And if you do not, then do not fast. So do not fast until you see the moon. And when you see it, then you can open your fast, meaning eat. And if it is covered up, then estimate. How do you estimate? By making Sha'ban 30 days and making the next day then Ramadan. They are the three methods. So what are the three methods? Firstly, either you see it yourself or you take the testification of somebody who saw it or that's it. You make Sha'ban 30 days and then the day after that is the first day of Ramadan. Which one? That's it. Whomsoever fasts on the day of doubt has disobeyed the Prophet ﷺ. That's it. Whomsoever fasts on the day of doubt has disobeyed the Prophet ﷺ. Ah, Sahih, this one too. There are a few narrations. This one says, فَأَكْمِلُ الْعِدَّةِ in one narration, it even says, فَأَكْمِلُ That complete the 30 days. If you don't see the moon on 29 or on 30th, it doesn't matter then, 
Finish the 30 days. It says it in those words. Bukhari Muslim. Finish the 30 days. When you finish the 30 days, even if you can't see it, the next day is Ramadan. So this year, 29th of Sha'ban is going to be Friday. It is going to be a Friday, I think. So Ramadan could start on Saturday. Or it could start on Sunday. Because on Friday night, Friday um, 20 something, what's it going to be? No, before that, it's uh, one second, one second. Friday 26th. Friday 26th of May is going to be the 29th of Sha'aban. So on Friday 26th of May, the new moon might be seen, which means Saturday 27th of May will be the first day of Ramadan. If on Friday the 26th of May no moon is sighted, then Saturday the 27th of May will be still Sha'ban 30th. And the first day of Ramadan will end up as Sunday the 28th. That is the methods of deciding when Ramadan enters. Who has to fast? Who has to fast? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Some people say there is a fourth way to start Ramadan. Some people say there is a fourth way to start Ramadan. What's the fourth way? What you lot were saying. The internet. Check on the internet when the new moon is going to come out. The internet, the, the weather office, those types of places, they normally tell you on their websites when the new moon is going to come out. Some people say you can just use those timetables. Use the websites where they tell you where the new moon is going to come out. Then you don't have to bother going and looking for it. Tells you there when the new moon's going to come out. Just use it and start Ramadan the next day. Is that allowed or not? It's easy, isn't it? Do a Google search, new moon, enter. And then it will tell you when the new moon is going to come out. You don't have to bother looking for it or anything. It tells you there and then when the new moon is, you can start fasting where it tells you. Allowed or not? Is it allowed or not? Allowed? Not allowed. It might be false. The internet one is not allowed. You can't just do a search and check these uh, Met officers and other officers where they tell you when the new moon is going to come out because that is only predictions. If you don't see it, then the ruling in the sunnah is you don't see it. That's it. It doesn't start. You can't just use estimations, calculations, predictions. Because the predictions, they might tell you that the, like on the 29th of Sha'aban, the prediction tells you the new moon is coming out. Everybody in the world checks on the 29th of Sha'aban, not a single Muslim testifies to seeing it. The calculation tells you it was there on the 29th. So what are you going to do? 
Imagine the internet tells you on the 29th of Sha'ban the new moon is coming out. The internet tells you the next day is Ramadan. But on the 29th of Sha'ban, the whole world, all the Muslims check, nobody sees it. But the internet is telling you, we did our research on the astronauts and everything, on the space station and everything, the new moon is coming out. What are you going to do the next day? Fast Ramadan or make it 30th Sha'ban? 30th Sha'ban. Even if they tell you we've done all of our research, we've checked with our satellites, it doesn't matter. If all of the Muslims check, nobody sees the moon, then you do not fast the next day. It is Sha'ban 30th. Even if they tell you on their calculations the new moon is out. And the opposite as well. The opposite is true as well. If they say to you, on the 29th of Sha'ban, the new moon will not be there. The new moon is coming out on the 30th only. But Muslims across the world see the new moon on the 29th. What are you going to do now? Are you going to say, no, the Muslims must have made a mistake because the internet, the calculations, the Met Office and everything, they said the moon, it's impossible to be out tonight. So then do you fast the next day or not? You fast it. You fast the next day. Fast the next day, even if their calculations are telling you the moon wasn't going to come out tonight. Muslims have witnessed and testified, then you begin. So this fourth method of using the calculations, the internet and these things is not allowed. Only three methods are allowed. You see it yourself or you take the testimony of a Muslim who has seen it or you finish 30 days of Sha'ban. There is no such thing as googling and calculations. Huh? Absolutely, humans don't know 100%, they're only guessing. All of these calculations are predictions. And our religion is not based upon that. Simple the religion. You see it, start fasting. You don't see it, make it 30 days and then fast the day after. Simple. No need for any arguments. All these Muslims get into arguments over useless things. But the internet, the Met Office, the calculation said this, they said that. Who cares what they said? If the Muslims have witnessed and they've seen the moon, start fasting. If they haven't, just make it 30 days and then fast the day after. Done. No arguments, no nothing. Follow the sunnah. So there is only three ways. There is no fourth way. Now then coming back to the question, who has to fast? How old are you? Oh, mm-hmm. Kids over 10. How old are you? How old are you? Are you sure it's not kids over 8? Are you sure it's not kids over 8? Because you know fasting this year, how long it's going to be? 18 hours. Start at 3 o'clock in the morning, finish at 9 o'clock at night. 18 hours. Who has to fast? Here we look now. Yalzam sawmu Ramadan kul Muslim mukallaf qadir. Every Muslim who is mukallaf. Mukallaf meaning that the laws of the Sharia are applicable to you. And that is normally at the age of puberty. Typically at the age of puberty. Qadir, you have the ability. So if you're not a Muslim, 
then is fasting accepted from you? If you're not a Muslim and you fast, will it be accepted? No. If you're a Muslim, but you're not mukallaf, you're only four years old, do you have to fast? Will you get sin if you don't? No, because it's not obligatory upon you yet. If you want, you can. But if you don't, will you get sin? No, because it's not obligatory yet. What if you are a Muslim and you are grown up? You are grown up, you are Muslim. But you do not have the ability. Somebody has a disease in the stomach. Doctor says to them, you can't fast. If you fast, you're going to die. So is that person able to fast? Even though he's Muslim, even though he's grown up, he's 40 years old. But the doctor tells him, you've got a disease, you can't fast. So now he doesn't have to fast. So it has to be somebody who's Muslim, has to be somebody who is of the age and has the, ability, uh, and has the responsibility upon them, and has the ability. What if... A kafir becomes Muslim in the middle of the month of Ramadan. Aslama, fi athna'i Ramadan. Does he have to fast the rest of Ramadan? Because he never became Muslim at the beginning of Ramadan. In the middle of Ramadan, he became Muslim. Does he have to fast the rest of Ramadan? Or can he say, I only became Muslim in the middle of the month. So this month doesn't count for me. I'll start next year. Which one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. MashaAllah, all of you متساهلين He has to start this year. If he becomes Muslim in the middle of Ramadan, the rest of the days, he has to fast. He's a Muslim. He's mukallaf now. He's grown up. It is obligatory upon him. If he becomes Muslim in Ramadan, this month now, the rest of the days, he has to fast. He has to fast those rest of the days. What about the days he missed? So imagine somebody became Muslim on the 15th day of Ramadan. So he fasts the last 15 days that are left. What about the first 15 days? Does he have to make them up? No. Anybody else? Does he have to make them up? He became Muslim when two weeks of Ramadan were finished. So he only fasted two weeks. The first two weeks, does he have to make them up afterwards? Because he became Muslim after two weeks, does he have to make them up? Uh huh. Does he have to make them up or not? It doesn't, because at that time he was still kafir. So he doesn't have to make that up. But if he becomes Muslim in the middle of the month, he must fast the rest of the month. If somebody is mentally ill, somebody has mental problems, they are mentally ill, they don't know what's going on. I'm not just talking about mental problems that they diagnose these days, but a person still knows what's going on. Somebody who has a mental problem, mental faculties are taken away from them. They don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on, what's what. Their mental faculties 
their mind is taken away from them. Does that type of person have to fast the majnoon? Doesn't have to fast. غير مكلف. What about somebody who's sick? Al-Marid. Somebody who's sick, do they have to fast? He has to not fast. Huh? Don't fast. Mm-hmm. Matters how bad the sickness is. These answers they always have a lot of tafsil. Ah, go to the doctors. If the doctor says you can't fast, then he can't fast. Doctor says it's okay, you can fast. So that's one point, you're right. If you're sick, it depends how sick you are. Sometimes a person might have a small cold. But you can still fast. A small cold, a runny nose doesn't stop you from fasting. So if it's a minor illness, you can still fast, then fast. But if it is an illness, if you were to fast, it's going to make your illness worse or it's going to cause you pain, then you can miss the fasting. But then what do you have to do afterwards if you miss it? You have to make up the days. If you're ill in Ramadan and you can't fast, then afterwards when you get better after Eid, you have to fast, make up the days. Unless you have another type of illness. Which type of illness? If you have a chronic illness. Some people have illnesses. They have a type of disease. They never get better. All their life they have to keep eating pills. All their life they have to keep doing injections. They never get better. All the time the illness is with them. That type of person, if he can't fast because of that illness... He misses the fasting, then after Eid, what does he have to do? Does he have to make them up? He can't because his illness is always there. So what does he do instead? Feed the poor people. لا يجب الصوم أداء على مريض يعجز عنه ولا على مسافر. Also, the second type is the traveler. If you are traveling, what's the ruling? If you're on a journey, what's the ruling? Do you have to fast or not? Uh-huh. If you're traveling, do you have to fast? You're going to Algeria. Do you have to fast? You have to fast? No? No? Mine depends. Depends on what? Mm-hmm. Almost. It depends. Firstly, you do have a choice. If you're traveling, you have a choice. Only if you are capable. You have to remember this. When you're traveling, if you are a person who is weak, you're a weak person. If you try fasting when you're traveling, you're going to end up harming yourself then you are not allowed to fast when you're traveling. 
But if you're fit and strong, you are fit and strong when you're traveling, then you have a choice. You can fast if you want because you have the ability. Or you can miss anyway if you want because you are traveling, so you're allowed to miss. Even if you're fit and strong and you could fast anyway, you can still miss if you want because you're traveling. So if you're fit and strong, you have a choice. You can miss if you want still and make it up afterwards. But you're fit and strong and you decide I might as well just fast. Why make it up afterwards? You can do that too. But if you're not fit and strong and you don't have the ability to fast when traveling, you're going to harm yourself trying to do that. Then in that case, you don't have a choice. In that case, if you're traveling, the Sharia says you should not fast. Don't harm yourself in that case. Leave it. Make it up afterwards. Huh? Not necessarily. That just depends on your ability and things. Now this, the scholars, they say, if you travel on purpose to miss fasting, then it is not allowed. Or some of the scholars, they say, if you travel for haram reasons, then it is not allowed. Imagine now, somebody is traveling from Bolton to London to do a drugs deal. The big people understand. They're going to go and do a drugs deal in London. So then he says, MashaAllah, drugs deal in London, Musafir. So I don't have to fast today. MashaAllah, he's been fasting. He's going to go do drugs deal. So now his suffer, his journey is haram. So some scholars say you're not allowed to break your fast. Your, your journey is haram. Other scholars, they say still it is allowed. They say, Al-Jihah Munfakka. Your reason for travel is some other reason. You'll get sin and punishment for that. But you're traveling still. But really, you can't travel for the sake of traveling to miss fasting. Or if you've got haram reason to travel, that is not suitable either. One question here says about the pregnant women that we're going to get to later on. Another one says, is it an obligation for a destitute person to fast? Destitute, what do you mean? Somebody homeless? Somebody homeless, destitute person? If somebody is homeless, do you have to fast? He still has to fast. Why would he not have to fast? He still has to fast. But he's eating. A destitute person, if he has nothing, he'll be dead in four or five days, one week anyway. He's eating. He's destitute, but he's eating. He has some food somewhere. But the faqir has to fast. The faqir doesn't have to fast. Why not? Faqir still fasts. And then at the time of opening the fast, if he has something, alhamdulillah, if he doesn't find it a bit later on, then he, uh, later on. But it's not a reason to not fast. Even a destitute person, he's, gonna, he's got something to eat at some point. Save that food. For the suhoor, save it for the iftar. He's got some food somewhere. A person who doesn't have any food at all, Allahu alam, as far as I know, he fasts. Because if he hasn't got any food at all, he's fasting anyway. So you make your intention and you fast. So I don't see, Allahu alam, why this person would not fast. He's destitute, he's got nothing. Why is he not going to fast? He's not going to eat anything all day anyway.
But still, I mean, even if he wasn't fasting, he's not going to be eating anything all day. He's not going to be eating anything all day. He's completely destitute. So the only difference you're saying is at the time of opening the fast, you won't have anything. But that, I don't, I don't know if that is a reason to miss fasting. Because at some stage later on when he finds the food, alhamdulillah, he eats. Or when he finds that food, eats some and saves some. So I've never heard of this being a reason to abandon fasting. We have to stop because I have another class. Save your questions, remember them till next week. Next week, inshallah, we'll carry on with this one.